welcome back to School of Calisthenics. It's Tim and Jacko, and we've come back to the Q&A format. It's a welcome back, which I haven't done one for a while. We are back. It is a proper welcome back. And we've a missed different them. style of podcast. Yeah. Before we the start... The original style, the yeah. Q&A, answering your questions. Yeah, because it got a little bit serious for a while with serious highbrow guests. Some more serious than others. Some more highbrow than others. Yeah, but they've been good. Yeah, we've learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, before we start, Jacko, I've got a little surprise for you. Yeah. There you go. Live jingles. <laughs> what even is this? This is the slightly longer version. <laughs> I like this. Wait, I've got to time it perfectly. Hey. Okay. All you live. Need to, that the, was. So you need to um, add the. Yeah, what is it with the clap? I don't even I know. I think, it's like, I think it's a cane on the table, like a school, old school. Did teacher. Harvey put that in? Yeah, I liked it. Bring that back. I don't know where that's gone. Bring that back. It's got lost somewhere. Anyway. Yeah, bring it back, yeah. Um, it has been a while since we did these, this this format. So we've got some questions. The questions have been... Flooding. Flooding. They have been flooding. Yeah. We've probably been not as good at trying to keep on top of them, to be fair. I, um, I've answered so a lot a bit of, of Instagram questions. Yes. Um, many of which are fairly short. People answers. sliding in on the DM. That is apparently how you... Someone, someone's Someone's Instagram profile, they said like... Sliding on our DMs, I was so like, right. it sounds a bit seedy. Yeah, to me it's the same. I think if you want to send us a message, you can do that on any of your platform, email, social media, YouTube, whatever you like. Send them in. The best ones make it to, the, to this platform yeah. for discussion. And they need to also involve the algorithm, which my first one does. Yeah. Uh, this one doesn't. No, well, it's, it's a good it, question. Yeah. We're going to Marbella today. Yes. So by the time you listen to this, we will be back from Marbella. Um, to Mike's gym with a group of um, amazing people, which we're very excited about. Looking forward to a playground in the sunshine. Uh, we've got absolutely no idea how it's going to go. You've been working on <laughs> your fraternity style handshake because yeah. I have got, got one. We need to learn it because we're going to then deliver it to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with the simplicity of and it. And then we'll let, that'll be out. We'll get that on video at some point. The handshake. The handshake, yeah. Head of handshake. All the calisthenics handshake. Um, Training-wise... There's a female and male ver- version of it. Why? The inappropriate, if you do the wrong one. Uh, just the ending is slightly different. Oh. Chest bump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add that in. That, that does get difficult, I think. It's, there has to be some room for individual artistic flair. Always. Good. Um, right, quick update on training. How is my training been going? Uh, mixed, which is always the way for me. <laughs> yes. I was doing really well. I had a good a couple of good weeks. So sometimes, so I've been doing. I've talked a bit about this. I've been doing shorter sessions in the evening um, at home, half an hour, forty minutes, maybe stretching it to an hour, depending on what the day looks like. Um, but it was a period of time where I was just knocking those out day like back to back. So I was hitting five, six days in the bows, feeling good, not really having to um, worry too much about feeling like I was smashed and couldn't recover so I was really enjoying it but then work just goes and gets busy and we've yeah. been away quite a bit and um, there's just a little ton of stuff going on which then just gets in the way a yeah. little bit so it went well it's dipped and now I'm going away to train for a weekend yeah. so it's good it's generally across yeah. the board if I was taking, if I was I taking like, mean average yeah. I think mean middle average into good. good I think I've personally been loving shorter sessions enjoying doing that even sometimes done like 30 minute in the morning and then a 30 minute later on in the day you're still training at the gym though aren't you quite a bit yeah if I'm down if I'm down there I'm not a mass I don't train loads at home but it's nice outside I'll train outside Mm. Um, and then but just on I remember one week 
you'd told me that you'd train, you were like, you, on Monday, you were like, oh, I've trained like Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Yeah. And then when I spoke to you on Thursday, you are like, oh, training's gone out of the pan. <laughs> it was only three days ago that you were saying training was going great. But it, so I think yeah. sometimes zooming out, but like you said, yeah. when you zoomed out then, you went overall on mean average, yeah. training going. The trend good. line. Is up. Good. I'm actually, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But it, what it what it means is I'm just doing more variety. We talk quite a bit about yeah. trying to just not get stuck in the same exercises all the time. So if I'm doing pull ups, I might do four sets of pull ups, but they might all be different. Yeah. Um, specific objectives at the moment are just kind of like maybe a secondary ob- secondary goal. They're not too high on the priority. But I've got a few things lined up for for later on this year, but um, not pinning myself down too hard. Because what happens is I, I set objectives and goals and then stuff just gets in the way and I beat myself up about it yeah. so I'm taking a slightly more relaxed approach which back in January people were like what's your training goals for 2019 or 2018 sorry I was like I'm not setting any yeah. I didn't set any goals this year which I know is some people are like oh crikey it's probably the rule number one of being productive but, um, but I really depends. feel like it's, yeah. I've enjoyed it because I'm just letting it I'm just letting going with the flow a little bit yeah. and that's exactly if, if you set a goal and it motivates you great but if you set a goal and it becomes a burden becomes a burden then it's not great no um so do yeah need, do we need any more sound effects at this point no, or not? Right. Do you, know about? Uh, you haven't got uh, it's not gonna work is it <laughs> that's a bell in reverse <laughs> <laughs> reverse bell the bbc will be on the phone before long <laughs> after that here we go out forwards but certainly first that, question please something Dave. I, no, I just wanted to finish off that part because there's a really good point about um, not getting bogged down almost like at the start for us having those like moves and when you're starting out like those things that you want to like tick off was like great motivation because they were coming a bit at the start the learning process is much quicker yeah there's you get more success at the start as they go down the road they come a bit longer apart and actually chilling out like since I chilled out on my front lever training it's gone way better yeah um, well that then, feeds nicely actually into yeah. one of the questions if yeah. you'd like to discuss that now uh, do you want to go into that first one then I think because it probably flows in quite well yeah let's do it um, so this a slight issue and there's, there's two issues with this in terms of the algorithm is one it's come from somebody in Greece which is yeah. amazing yeah hello to people in Greece but I can't pronounce the name do you want me to take over at this point Tim Go on then. <laughs> no, it's, it's like a different alphabet, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. So we, we don't exactly know what the name is. Um, but so apologies for that because it, sh- it makes us look like we're ignorant. But his email is sacrifice something. Yeah. At something. At something. Dot something. Anyway, so the question is uh, it's about greasing the groove. First thoughts that come into your head when we say greasing the um, groove. <laughs> greasing the groove. Greasing the groove. What's the. So I'll read you the question. Yeah. Personally, he wants to increase his maximum pull-ups, the number of repetitions that he's doing. So his current max is about 12. Yeah. Um, but can he include pull-ups in whilst greasing the groove? Um, or in order to train him in a non-fatigue state, should I avoid them mm. for my pulling sessions and only do them four to five times a day with a long rest between each? Um, if that's the case, when should I, what, sh- what can I exchange pull-ups with? Um, should I completely abandon pull-ups during that time or specific training for muscle-ups? Um, as you can see, I'm pretty confused and any information will be very useful. Yeah. I think okay. a lot well, of people get gonna, confused yeah, around this issue. And let's say any information, we're going to give him lots of information, I think. I'm going to go real left field to start with. He said, what's the first thing? This wasn't necessarily the first thing that came to mind, but this is what came to mind after you started going into the question more, is that that really annoying answer, like everything, 
it depends, and it depends on what that's your... not left field for us. No, okay, yeah, but the, where the example I'm going to leave <laughs> is right. left field. So it depends. It depends on what the thing it is you're trying to do. It depends on how hard it is. It depends on how good you are. It depends on like many, 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 many things. So we'll try and explain the pros and cons of and where where it might be useful. Where we might try and do something else to be more effective, and then hopefully you can then make your own decisions on what you want to do. Um, and so something I thought of, Tim. Loves you love to use Jack as your example. I do, and I was thinking like you don't think I've I've said this. Before. Jack's my little boy. Nice little boy. He's eighteen Not years me. old. No bow. Yeah. Um, so and I, and I use this example when we're talking about handstanding as adults for the first time that you're learning to walk on your hands like a baby's learning to walk and they fall over and they get back up and they just try. Yeah. But also Jack is starting to get. He's a, he's a big boy now. <laughs> he's a big boy. What you feed him on it? Strong. Um, but he's yeah. So he's getting strong. He's learned, he's learned to walk and he's running around so his legs will be getting strong and stuff. But he doesn't, um, he doesn't periodise his programme. I don't think you do. He doesn't count his reps and sets. He doesn't do... But in terms of when he was learning, and this is where it starts to get a little bit, it's when he was learning to walk, which is a little bit more skill-based than strength, whereas the pull-up example he's given there is way more um, strength-based than necessarily skill-based. Yeah. Um, and with something skill-based, he would have just done it lots and lots of times throughout the day, all the time. It's not too demanding on his body, even when he falls over, he's got mm. a big nappy to sit back on. And so he's not necessarily having to warm up and treat them like training sessions. He's just figuring, he's just exploring what his body can do and he's trying to just do what, trying to do what he sees all the other adults do. Yeah. Which is a little bit like what we do in the gym. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, for those that don't know what greasing the groove is, yeah, sorry. it refers yeah, to um, short amounts of, um, or short bursts of training, or bursts is probably the wrong word, it refers to like short doses and small doses of training around a certain movement or skill. So for example, you could grease a groove in a handstand training by doing a little bit of handstand training every day. Yeah. Or, or like, and for the pull-up, it would, I've seen it where it might be, so you can do six pull-ups, yeah, in one go, you'd go. They'd do like two pull-ups every two hours or something, yeah. and then throughout the day you might have ended up doing I don't know the math yeah. twenty pull-ups. You just got a ton of volume, but it's like smaller doses, yeah. but just a little bit more regular sort like of. Like the biggest out. broken set ever, rather than a broken set with like ten seconds yeah. rest in between. It's like a few hours yeah. in between. So I'm not exactly sure where greasing the groove came from, but everyone always refers to it as GTG with capitals. It's a strange kind of. I, I get where it's referring to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds a little bit bro science for me. I'm going to grease the groove today. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, what Jacko is essentially saying from, from, the, from my perspective, I've been doing a bit of reading around um, some force production and motor control stuff recently anyway, so this is reasonably fresh, but we're just going to we'll just yeah. throw a few ideas out. When you first start training, and this is exactly what's happening to Jack, you don't necessarily, improvements in force production come as, a, as an improvement in intra and intermuscular coordination. So effectively, neurally, the brain just gets better at wiring up force production. It just produces force more effectively. So within the muscle and within relating muscles. Yeah, yeah. So the same muscle, is the, 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 the motor unit gets better at being coordinated with other motor units within the muscle and then better coordination between groups of muscles yeah. around the body to be able to produce force. After about eight weeks, then you can, so if someone starts doing a hypertrophy program, for example, trying to put mass on and they're a general beginner, the first eight weeks or so are going to be improvements in strength are going to come as a result of neuromuscular improvements. The second part of that then comes, you might then start to improve some, some changes in size uh, of the muscle. 
But it, it's that understanding where those two things kind of fit in in terms of how you apply that into calisthenics training is quite interesting because you might get some benefits from doing a regular short doses of training, greasing the groove type approach as a relative beginner, but there's probably going to come a point where that becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, we don't, for example, in sports performance, we won't grease the groove if we're trying to improve a 1RM back squat yeah. because it's so difficult to get to a 1RM back squat. If you're going to go and train with high intensities, you can't just rock up, stick 150 kilos on your back and do a squat once every two hours. It doesn't yeah. work like that. And I think there's a little bit of that to take into calisthenics. Yes, the loads that we're dealing with are far less, but we still have this issue around priming the system, getting ready to go and do something which is difficult. Yeah, and, that, and like a pull-up, if you can't do many pull-ups, you're in like single digits, even lower, like three, four, five pull-ups is what you can do maximally. That is quite, it's not like necessarily a dangerous load, but it's still hard enough that we'd probably want to warm up properly and talk yeah. about that a bit more and the benefits of that. And then also... Um, People could get injured doing pull-ups because yeah. you get when you get you're going to get your shoulder into you can get your shoulder into a bad position if you've got you haven't got great control yeah. of that humeral head and so um, for something strength based we might be leaning towards like you say yeah. using the weightlifting various people have been doing weightlifting very yeah. well for a long time and yeah and I think that there's totally I could jump up on a bar and just do like a front lever hold at whatever angles that probably any time of the day and that, that might give some some potential benefits um or you could dose that into a bigger session where you're going to sit you're going to go through a f- half an hour of front lever exercises um in that context there's so much we could talk around about this yeah. but in that context you then just start to trade off a little bit of like well, what do you want from your training like jacko says if you do half an hour in one go you're probably not going to want to train that again for, for a couple of days if you did a little bit every day, smaller doses, but you weren't getting that tired, are we over time going to see better improvements? And I really don't think that in um, exercise science, we have a a nailed down consensus on which is better. They are both probably same or similar routes towards something. Where I think greasing the groove has got some benefit is doing particularly skill acquisition, learning and removal pattern. Before you go into the skill side, that some of that is also going to depend on you as an individual when we're talking about if you're going to try and do something more regularly we have to look at how well you're recovering and that's in that's individualized yeah. to you and also you as well like I recover now much less or it takes me longer to recover now definitely as a 36 year old than when I was 25 mm. 100% and if I was to try and do some like lever work Monday Tuesday and like rested Wednesday, like Thursday, I'd still be smoked by it. And if you, I think the biggest marker for this is if you come to try and do the thing you've been working on and you feel worse, you've, you've not recovered. Yeah, yeah. As long as you've been working on it and you've been working on it well, then there should be, and you've, if you allow the adaptation and the recovery mm. to take place, then it should feel better. Yeah. So if you're coming back to something, it still feels bad. Yep, yeah. You need to give yourself some more rest. So that makes me think We can't about... give you that frame. We can't just say, well, do it Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Because everyone's going to respond differently to that. It makes me think about how we use different rep cycles and, and acute variables, which is rep sets, tempo, um, rest periods, and percentage of intensity for, for, for writing an athlete's training program. And we periodize them. So what I think, yeah. the way that I would look at greasing the groove is an opportunity to use a different training stimulus. So say for, let's take front lever example because it's probably quite a good one. Um, if you're doing like half an hour sessions, you get, in, you get into a point where you're not 
not really seeing that many more gains. You're getting smoked by what you're doing and it's getting a little bit sort of frustrating. I will potentially then just go and drop in a period of time where I'm going to go and change that. I'm just going to do a little bit on a daily basis. Mm. You, it's easier to do. The issue that I've got and what probably sits in favor of an approach like that is that the amount of time that you've got to spend prepping to get to a point where you're then going to get the benefit out of doing um, a grease the groove method. Yeah. So take a lot of but a lot of the well a lot of these things. The reason we c- you can't do it is because you're not strong enough maximally. Yeah. Unless if you know if you're just trying to increase the total number of pull ups you can do, then there's some strength endurance work to be done. But arguably, if you were stronger maximally, each rep would be a bit easier, and you might be yeah. able to do more anyway. But um, when you're not strong enough, then you need to work at that intensity. Mm to get stronger if you're just working at 50% of your, yeah, like yeah. your max you're not actually going to ever increase that max yeah. strength because it's just not stimulating enough for the for the muscles yeah and I, I would argue that somebody might come back and go oh, well you do max effort hold for your front lever for as max for as long as you can but that just, just, just to drop into that relatively cold without doing a lot of prep work which is going yeah, to lend itself that's, towards that grease the groove method and that's a hold like for time it wouldn't be your greatest expression yeah. to quote Carlos expression of the hardest progression you could do yeah, yeah. for like a five seconds say because muscle temperature you always you mm. what's, what's the quoted value Three, yeah so if every every one degree improvement in muscle temperature you can make as a result of prep work warm yeah. ups um, is going to give you three to five percent increase in force output so if you haven't warmed up you're three to five percent down so yeah. you're not you're already even if you think you're a hundred you're already at 90 whatever. yeah 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 yeah, so I think so there's so much that we've probably just bounced around quite a lot of different yeah. things in there. But I stopped you before you were going to go into skill because that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think there is some benefit of going, let's take it something different like a, let's play, playing a piano or drawing. You get better from doing it regularly, smaller doses. Yeah. Um, you might get better at doing an hours of piano practice twice a week but i would imagine you're probably going to get see bigger improvements by doing 15 minutes a day on yeah. that because you're just starting to ingrain that skill process and you'll experience that when you learn a new skill like hand balancing for the first time in those early stages you make really quick improvements on by doing small doses on a regular basis when people talk to us at workshops and say well what should i how should i mix this up i've got all these new things how should i structure my training program we generally always say just get hand balancing in your program because it's going to take you some time and you can do it as a warm-up and you can prep it as you go through. So for something like that, which is highly skill-based, I think greasing the groove is good. When you're looking for more strength adaptations, you need to understand is are you needing to make a better connection with the position? So it might be that doing something like that for a front lever, for example, which is a maximal effort isometric hold, it might be that just doing small doses helps you to feel the position you need to get into. But there's going to be a point where you're going to need to do a bit more work to build the strength component. Some of that might come if you're a beginner as a result of just doing small amounts on a daily basis. Um, But for some of us, and some people have been in the game for a bit longer, you might need to just go and do something like actually putting together a bit more work. Multiple different exercises, whether you're doing holds, whether you're doing lowers, whether you're doing like um, concentric pulls into kind of front lever positions or different forms of a muscle up. Those things are going to sit better and make more sense in a structured training program within a longer period of time than just coming in and trying to do sort of one or two sort of like real short hits is yeah. my, so yeah. yeah I guess my, 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 to, to sum it up is to say yes probably more about skill muscle coordination neuromuscular control than it is about pure strength gains yeah. um, and I think for the for the people um, 
that are wanting or for the people that are training and they're they're thinking about how they can train better and trying to find some solutions it's a case of you then looking at the things that you're trying to work on what what is it mainly is it mainly a a sort of skill-based like patterning type of um exercise or movement or is it more of a strength-based movement and then and then in terms of where you're at with that um are you lacking in the strength or are you lacking in the the skill or the patterning um or is it a bit of both and then target your training accordingly for that like a frog to handstand pressed for example could be you could be lacking the skill you you don't know where your hips are in relation to your Mm. shoulders and you're actually strong enough but you always lose your balance and you actually could do some more skill but for a lot of people that would be a strengthening they're not strong enough in vertical pushing strength to be able to drive up so then they would need to do Mm. some more work on the on the strength side of things so trying to take what we're saying and apply some problem solving to your personal solution I think I think the last thing just to bring it together for Sacrifice 77 yeah because um, he's talking specifically around increasing the maximum number of pull-ups yeah so yeah. can he then include pull-ups in his pulling session whilst greasing the groove so I'm assuming that you're thinking about doing pull-ups uh, on okay. short doses throughout the day and then doing and then you've got a pull-up session should you be doing pull-ups in that session <laughs> that as sounds well? like a lot of pull-ups but interestingly, I once saw a video about the guy who broke the world record for the most number of pull-ups in 24 hours, and he did an obscene amount, but his training was literally blocks of 500 throughout the day, and I forget how many he was doing in a day, but he was just like... He was, was doing 500 at a time? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Not in a row, with a break? Yeah, I think so, yeah, but like, you break, yeah, 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 no, not in one sitting. So, but within a session, he would like nail 500, then have a break, and then do another 500 later on in the day. I forget, it might have been, I forget how many he was doing in a day, wow. but it was a lot. Okay. Um, so... And I think this then comes back to can you recover from it? There's yeah. no strict rules around like how many pull-ups you can do in a day. It's how many pull-ups can you recover from. And, and if you're going to yeah. try and do that four or five times a day, I'd be expecting you to start to end up with some golfer's elbow issues and probably yeah. a bit of shoulder yeah. injury. Yeah. Overtraining, like also the quality of... We haven't even touched on the quality of yeah. the movement yet. If you start banging out heaps of rubbish pull-ups, what's going to happen is you're going to get very good at rubbish pull-ups. Yeah. And that's going to probably end in injury, but it's going to restrict you longer term. Yeah. Um, My thought with that was around pull-ups would be just look at using some some volume, making them easier, building up your active hang strength, potentially use some bands, go for some isometrics. These are all different tools that you can use. And that's one plane of motion. It's a pull. It's shortening the lat. Just very quickly, just to say and encourage people, like a rounded approach to your training. We need to make sure we're not overtraining one certain plane and one certain type of movement. Otherwise... Because he goes on to talk about a little bit about posture stuff. You are going to massively change um, your resting posture if that that lat's all just flipping wound up because you're doing 500 pull-ups. Yeah, and that 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 kind of pull-up work needs offsetting with some horizontal pulling because otherwise you're going to end up because that'll probably like our pull sessions or pull-ups. Um, you need to just think about then if you're having pull-ups throughout the day and pull-ups in a pulling session, how much horizontal pulling are you doing? Because both vertical. Of vertical pulling movements are going to, as Dave says, going to shorten the lat, they're going to round your shoulder in, that's going to be a quick route to some impingement. Yeah. Um, so I hope there's some stuff in there that helps. Again, it's people kind of go, oh, I'm greasing the groove, but that's, that's from our perspective, from a strength and condition perspective, we'll always go, why? And how does it fit in? And I think if you've got a rationale as to why you're using it and you understand what it's giving you, um, have a go and, and see what happens. Use yourself as an experiment to see if it yeah. works. Um, but again, like the wrap-up from that is it probably has quite a, a really useful component within a bigger picture of a training yeah. programme. Yeah. And more reason and rationale to whatever we're doing. And Tim's going to hit a jingle. <laughs> this is his next question. 
Enough of that now. Next question. Next one. Right. Okay, so I think this is going to be the final one. We're already flying through the time. Um, this, I have to say about this. So Wayne Murray. We got IT Wayne. genius. Don't look at that. I want to read oh, it out. Okay. Because, and I don't know how he does it, his thing, it comes from that emoji. What, that's his... That's what his email address is. It's amazing. <laughs> and then you click on it and it's got his email address. I won't read it out, Wayne. I think I know how to do that. I'll show you later. But I'm definitely doing it. I'm going to have my favourite emojis on there all the time. You know it's going to be that dancer guy. Actually, I'm not going to show you how to do that. <laughs> it will decrease the professionalism of our approach. I think that's brilliant. So, Hit bravo. Question. I mean, that's a part of the algorithm that wasn't even... In the algorithm. In the algorithm, yeah. So, podcast question. This one's great. One, because it's someone that actually paid attention, uploaded the podcast that was out now Wednesday, Wednesday? Yeah. or maybe the week before. And I uh, put at the bottom something about, we love answering your questions. If you've got any, hit us up. Yeah. Boom, email straight away. And the title, subject title, podcast question. So I was like, this, he's, all, he's, he's in, or he's nearly in. And then he starts with, first off, just want to say how much I enjoy your podcast and think you guys are great. There was no chance. <laughs> Wayne, after that, there was right. no chance you weren't getting yeah. on. And then that's it. So thanks, Wayne. Um, <laughs> oh, is that it? I oh, know there is a question. Oh, a question. Um, so I wanted to ask, do you think taking up calisthenics at 55 is sensible? Which I think is a very... Interesting choice of word. We'll get into that in Carry a second. Um, I'm, he's 55, which I was glad, because if it wasn't, that would make the question a bit weird. Um, I've got a friend. <laughs> and, uh, so he's 55, and he's pretty good shape, rig, um, and have previously been regular resistance training and for the past four years doing CrossFit. I like the idea of calisthenics, and I've recently joined a couple of guys locally who offer coaching. I'm finding that mobility is playing a big part, and I'm wondering if you had any advice. It'd be great to hear your thoughts Kind regards, Wayno, is how I replied. Great. So, Wayno. Um, can I, do you, do you want to you say can, oh. I feel like you've got something you want to say. Um, Dave said to me once that he doesn't want to be ripped when he's old. Not like crazy, you know, like when you see, every, every time you go on holiday, there's one dude who's like... What are you going to do with those abs, though? Because they're not going away. I don't know. Surgery? Get fat. Cover them yeah. up. The problem is that when Dave goes, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I've let loose over Christmas, all that happens is they just go, <laughs> just they go out. Like nothing, no fat forms on the outside. It's, just, it's, it's deeper. They, they just protrude more. So I make, just, yeah, they make when, his pecs look even smaller. When I'm older, <laughs> when I'm older it. I'd like to look athletic, but just like still relatively normal, be able to, be able to blend in. Right. Whereas right now, well, I'll Enjoy want, a glass want of to try and spend that. But at 55, is, is it sensible? I want to come back to that. Um, but so in the context of what he's saying, so he's been doing resistance training and for the last four years he's been doing CrossFit. Um, so if you're worried you talk about, about... sensible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you start bashing. That um, if you're... He might be at the greatest CrossFit place in the country. If you're... Um, you've got a training background and I would encourage you regardless anyway. But the fact that you've been doing resistance training, calisthenics is resistance training. It's just your body weight is the resistance um, and in, in CrossFit, there's elements of calisthenics within CrossFit anyway. And again, it's um, it's strength training, it's resistance training. So you've already like got a base. To, there's nothing to be um, worried about doing it. Um, it might things that we've already talked about about recovery at 55 might take you longer. But that's the same with your CrossFit. That's the same with your other resistance training you've been doing. Um, that one of the one of the things that I think is actually great about calisthenics is it will certainly encourage 
you to work on your mobility, which is important as you're getting older. And it's going to encourage you to be strong through those ranges, which is important when we get older. Bone density decreasing through age and all that sort of stuff. So having like guidelines from the National Health organizations that talk about doing strength work as well as cardiovascular work to just be generally healthy whether you want to be a a badass 55 calisthenics dude or not um so is it sensible i think that then comes down to how you're doing it so if you're 55 and you start trying to do stuff and the same as if you were 18 and you're just trying to but the 18 year old body is probably a little bit more robust potentially if you start trying to do crazy stuff high risk and you might get and you, and you know your shoulders are jacked up and you're like i'm gonna nail this muscle up and you and you're gonna start training something that's you you haven't earned the right to get there then that could not that would not be sensible but that would not be sensible for anybody it's just the risk i think when you're older could be more dangerous is that fair to say or not that dangerous yeah. is the wrong word i just yeah, mean yeah. i just mean that like you want to just as you would with anything if you were gonna say you hadn't done I'm back squatted for ages. You wouldn't just jump straight in at, oh, my PB used to be 150, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to start at 160. Um, um, you know, it, would, it should be a progressive approach. And I think that would be, if you're sensible about your training, whether it's calisthenics or not, I don't think that whether it's calisthenics yeah. is the question. Um, it's if you're sensible with your training, I think 100%. And I think calisthenics is going to give you that strength, that mobility. It's going to give you some fun to your training. You're going to learn some cool stuff. Um, I think it's a flipping great idea. Yeah, I think... Um, I think you've probably gone into. If I was answering that question first yeah. off, I'd just gone, yeah, yeah, pretty straight up. Because I gave a bit more value. Yeah, it's good. But I think at fifty-five. You, you need to. We get quite a few people who go. I've just started at forty-five. Is that all right? Fifty-five. We've yeah. got a guy who Graham who's seventy. Um, so I don't know what age he was when he started a couple of years ago. Sixty. Yeah, but he's. Um, <laughs> but it, without without sort of like labouring what Dave's already said like your body's going to want some slightly different things as you get older and calisthenics is going to offer you all those like mobility stability um, integrating joint stability so that as hips, knees, ankles, shoulders, these sorts of things start to deteriorate as we get older, old people fall over. Um, so <laughs> It's only 55. No, but I'm talking about yeah, in yeah, 20 yeah. years time, people can be at risk of these sorts of things. So having a little bit of a, I would say using a training approach which is going to enhance and encourage more optimal postural control, more high quality movement, mm. neuromuscular integration, like we talked about a bit about before already, that's all really good stuff. Learning new things as a skill is gonna be great for your for brain plasticity, actually training your brain to continue to keep it thinking yeah. and working yeah. and creating new motor patterns and, and laying down new movements and stuff Way like that. It's all amazing cooler stuff. Cooler than a Sudoku doing a Sudoku as well. Yeah. I mean I've never done a Sudoku so I wouldn't know if it's cool. You know like when people like me like my dad and that, that people that said I oh, should use you need to like do like these little yeah, games yeah. and stuff to keep the brain active and whatnot yeah. put your Rubik's Cube line <laughs> yeah but, um, um, and but I yeah. think the other thing with it one of the great things that I love about calisthenics because I've definitely felt it myself was that there's certain things let's take a handstand for example where if your shoulders are all jacked up and your shoulder posture is horrible and you can't get your hands effectively overhead like that's a problem it should be but it might just go unnoticed in your life yeah but when you then start trying to do a handstand you go why can't I get this alignment right and then you realize that it's because your shoulders are all jacked mm. up it then you just it, you're encouraged you're encouraging yourself to then actually do something about it and get your shoulder moving better yeah. um so that reaching up to the you know when i back during rugby days there'd be you know the, mm. the day after a game you're reaching up to grab a, a drink from the top shelf in the cupboard 
and it's flipping sore and you shouldn't be getting yeah, yeah. we shouldn't have that impingement um, where he mentions that he's fine the, the mobility is a big part and we've, we've done a couple of podcasts where he said check those out around uh, mobility but mm. we will find that calisthenics for me is, is um, one of the purest and most complete forms of training because you get strong and you get range of movement because you have to and the, doing a new position forces you to, to address the issues that you've got and the week we, Jacko and I talk about it in the gym this week actually that um you can't hide from your weak links. Yeah. So if you're weak in the core, you're going to know about it. If you want to do a handstand and you haven't got shoulder range movement, you're going to, you, you can't yeah. hide from that. And I think being exposed in those things is a really humbling thing. You have to leave your ego at the door, but it's also one of the most valuable things because you, you're, you're exploring movement and your brain and your quality of movement is giving you feedback on where you need to spend some time. And if we don't spend time on those things, if say, for example, your core's weak and you never do anything about it, like my dad, like he's, he's a, he's, he moves a lot, he walks a lot, but he, he hurt his back the other week. And I was like, yeah, but dad, you got, he calls weak, like because you don't do anything to, to, to train it apart from just your general day-to-day life. So he bent down, picked something up, hurts his back two or three days later, it's okay. But I'm like, if you, this form of training is going to expose it. And just, I think the, the last point for me, and we wrap this up, is just around um, making sure that you were in the right to progress, as Dave t- touched on, and just take it steady. Like, yeah. No and I would recommend that to a 21 year old yeah. like yeah. when you're coming into a new form of training we've we learned the hard way that you're going to find that you're going to um, elbows, wrists, shoulders take a bit of a hammer in yes your recovery is going to be going to be probably a little bit slower so just think about optimising your recovery strategies um, and don't feel like because it is addictive and exciting that you just got to do it every single day. So just phase that in, take an intelligent approach and hopefully some of the stuff, the content that we put out will guide you in putting that together. But definitely it is 100% sensible. Um, Just look after yourself as you go in. Same advice for anybody, whether you're 25 or 75. So, Wayno, thank you for your question. Um, much appreciated thanks uh, for showing Dave that you can put emojis in the email yeah, title I've never seen it before that's revolutionary yeah but we're not doing it okay well what if we could get a like a scorecast and it's a little like emoji or something yeah, I still is that impossible how would you make an emoji anyway that's a different podcast yeah, we'll um, I just want to before we sign this off just encourage people if you do have any questions for us and you want us to go into more detail rather than just a, and that's where you've been sliding in on the DM and you just want mm. a quick answer if you want to, to go into a bit more detail and you think it would be valuable for the whole community then um, or even if it's just for yourself and it's a good question then um, try and get into the algorithm and uh, we look forward to hearing from you message us them on email Facebook Instagram wherever you can find us come on we've got to go to Marbella yes let's get going until next time class dismissed <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this week's uh, School of Car Science podcast playgrounds session. If you have enjoyed it, and we would really appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes or whatever platform you're enjoying this on and give us a five-star review. We realise there is one to four, but really it's only about the five stars. Mm-hmm. And that helps people to find us and we get to share this information with others. We hopefully can help them to redefine their impossible. Yeah, it's totally not about just trying to help our build us some confidence. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not at all insecure. So until next week, class dismissed.